welcome to the builders uh, club water cooler conversations we do this every saturday 10:30 pm where we get uh, the founders to come and tell talk about their own experiences and uh, you know the learnings from whatever uh, you know business that they have been running janil has been a very very uh, you know long term supporter of the club in fact he's also working on a on a project with us we'll you'll hear about that soon enough as well uh so janil is the founder of planet superheroes uh he his is basically the probably the first if i am not wrong uh business uh, which is which basically introduced the whole idea of merchandises and character driven merchandises the ones you see of dc marvel t-shirts and all of these they were the first ones to introduce that in india now they are probably the only omni channel consumer brand which is dedicated to licensed character merchandises like superheroes comic books and cartoons um, while he is an entrepreneur for almost the past 6 7 odd years he is he has also worked as a consultant for some of the major consulting firms and as an investment associate at a private equity firm uh, and he has got a lot of experience uh, behind his back so tonight we are going to uh, this is actually a second session of janil the first session was an absolute hit uh everybody loved the conversation so last time around also the conversation which we had was around startup fuckups that nobody talks about um and and janil was kind enough to share some of the inside stories of the kind of problems that founders usually go through whenever they are starting a startup so this is a second round of that uh fairly interactive session any which was the number of people who have come in is 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 not that uh, that much so anybody of you it will be better if we you can you know in case you have questions in between you can just stop uh, janil and ask them as well if you want some elaboration on that but tonight's uh, session is going to be an absolute tracker in terms of content because i think we are going to hear a lot of juicy details and and gossip stories from janil uh, so janil over to you man Uh, and welcome and thanks a lot for doing this great man thanks for yeah. uh and and uh, thanks guys for showing up i know uh, saturday night uh, 10:30 is is uh, you know uh, a fairly outside uh, high in demand slot uh, you know be it be it family be it friends or whatever uh, so and i believe the bars have opened up now i'm not sure where you guys are but uh, i think they've opened up in cities so uh, thanks for being here uh, let me start off you know directly with the question right uh, some of you may be founders and some of you are aspiring founders some of you work with founders right uh, what do you think is like r rather not is but r let's say the top 3 priorities that you think of a uh, founder ceo all right i'm i'm talking about the founder ceo like assuming there is a one ceo in the company uh, and i would love to kind of get your views uh, there are no right or wrong answers obviously and i you know i would love to hear from you and get that feedback and then sort of tell you about what i think and put make that a segue into the first topic so uh, you know anybody who wants to just unmute yourself and tell me what do you think are the top 3 most important things uh, for us you know for a founder ceo uh, what is their job what is the key most important three things that they need to do um uh, anybody uh, hey sir i would suggest like uh, first thing i would say that sales i guess Make the first sales happen and keep it consistent towards the months. As a founder, it's very important. Yes. So sales and you know, make that first uh, dollar uh, for the company. Okay. Anybody else? Uh, I think uh, 
he should be like a team player so if if it is a small team of like 5 6 people he should be the one responsible for like any disputes or any other kind of things and how would he or she you know lead the team till they achieve a, a goal or something team management i think yeah team management yeah. okay anybody else so delegation yeah samyakta go on yeah i think um, the connect with users like of an in another internship that i'm sort of doing um uh, the founder it's a startup it's like a really small startup in the sense that there's only like two people like the co-founder somebody sent like we are three other interns but he always talks about how he maintains um a slack workspace of all the people um who are sort of using the product so that he directly hears out their issues right. and he finds it um, that's the best way to do instead of delegating that work to someone else absolutely makes sense okay very good answers everyone anybody else so, uh, besides something focus focusing on team members team yeah giving proper focus to them because sometimes lack of focus makes them leave okay so how do you ensure that the team is focused on the most important critical whatever uh, you know kind of objectives at hand okay fair enough and uh, anybody else giving them proper attention um cheering up with the achievements okay so and staying active participating in meetings okay so i guess delegation of work will be important uh, okay then i would suggest documentation and making sure that you know all paperwork is right <laughs> that is also i guess one of the important roles of the ceo <laughs> of the founder um and i would say the third thing uh, would primarily be focusing on the north star metric that your company is going in for because there are so many things that uh, that a founder has to do uh, that sometimes he might just lose track of what exactly the company is doing uh, getting fair enough world in operations fair enough got it so all all excellent answers uh, and i think uh, you know uh, i i can't argue with uh, or, or or say that uh, either of those answers is sort of uh, not uh, you know relevant given uh, you know it would vary uh you know uh, depending upon uh, you know what stage of the business is uh, but i'll tell you what what i have read um, and i'm i'm talking about a very generic statement which is uh, which perhaps is true uh, you know uh, across the scale of companies be it like a you know two member team uh, to uh, let's say 2000 member team right uh, for me i think there are three most critical elements uh, you know that are, that a ceo founder i mean again there can be multiple founders but the founder ceo right has to focus on uh, the first thing is uh, what i call is uh, putting food on the table right uh, if you think about it uh, there is no company in the world that can work without resources and uh, technically resources does not always mean uh, going out and raising external funding it could be our own savings it could be uh you know how you have managed to basically uh, you know you get your own revenue uh, to take care of your costs whatever be the model right you have to ensure that the buck stops with you if the company runs out of money many people including that 
you know YC etc have mentioned this uh, because that is honestly not no, nobody else's problem right uh, it's not even the CFO's problem it is not even of course many companies will not have CFO at this stage but it's not your PM's problem it's not your sales rep's problem it is the CEO founder's problem right so first thing for me is putting money on the table i mean putting food on the table which you know in startups world is effectively making sure that you have enough resources in terms of finances and i want to caveat that right sometimes putting food on the table can also happen without money right if you are so energetic if you are such a visionary that you can actually get people to work for you and share your vision right without actually paying them that equally qualifies right so i wanted to caveat that it's not about fundraising per se it is about ma- ma- making sure that the company has the resources right whether it's people or whether it's money to kind of invest in things the number most uh, two uh, you know most most important thing uh, second most important thing uh, you know is basically people right hiring uh, i think i think i think you know that is something which a lot of people end up delegating uh, you know at the early stage which i think is absolutely wrong it's actually one of the most difficult parts and i'm talking about it because that's what we're going to discuss uh, in today's session right is actually people management and a lot of people you know you guys uh, you know uh, mentioned team players team disputes management and those are all peripheral absolutely to this particular segment you know but even hiring you being able to hire a quality resource at the same time having the tough purse strings right where you don't have enough money or even if you were if in if you raised a lot of money ensuring that the person is just not coming uh, who who's you know just because he is or she has come because of uh, you know uh, the fact that they worked at a competitor but does not have cultural alignment right all this is extremely critical uh, on how your company as a team is going to perform and how that human resource is going to get converted to a, a final output for your company right so the second thing which i feel is absolutely critical non compromisable that the ceo founder needs to look at is actually get very deeply involved in the hiring process that do i mean that the ceo has to sit and uh, post jobs on linkedin or angel or angelist or whatever no i mean to say that the person needs to be involved in the selection process right you can have multiple tools and mechanisms and headhunters to bring them to you right but the ability to get them passionate about what your vision is to get them at your cost right also to make sure that you are not being unfair to them and to keep them motivated i think is a very very underrated um, you know skill set which a lot of people forget a lot of people who are just amazing coders think that they can be great uh, ceo founders actually that's you know it's it, it's far from the truth because you need to have a lot of people skills right so and that is going to be a part of what we are going to uh, also discuss right and the third thing i think is something which i think soel pointed out right about north star metrics i think i think goal alignment objective alignment and ensuring that the team is always working towards a, a common vision and shared strategy i think is completely uh, you know uh, it is completely the mandate of the ceo founder i don't think there is anybody else uh, you know uh, who can be blamed if the company has been uh, moving or moving like a headless chicken in multiple directions so even if you see that whether it's a unicorn or whether you see it's a baby corn or whatever it's a company that's going to go flat on its face right uh, you could be wrong and you could have had taken a call and gone wrong with your hypothesis but Uh, your ability to you know put your entire momentum of the team uh, towards those uh, objectives in that short term medium term and long term i think is is sort of a very important part of what the ceo founder needs to do 
So, you know, it's good uh, we got some of those questions. And I think, uh, you know, the, the first sort of, uh, you know, anecdote uh, that I wanted to talk about, uh, since you already spoke about fundraising, etc. last time, right, was actually on, on you know, hiring, right? And, and kind of the, the fuck-ups that can happen, uh, you know, when you do not actually spend enough time uh, in actually recruiting. Let me give you an example. And some of it's going to be funny. Some of it's going to be serious, right? Uh, so there was a time at Planet Superheroes where we actually, uh, you know, were building out our offline distribution. Now, offline distribution, uh, as many of you people who are like young and who are more tech oriented, can you imagine it's a completely different beast, right? And so was it for me, right? Offline distribution, you're talking about more traditional kind of people, you know, people who have interacted with lalas of the world, you know, ek ek karke dukan, dukan pe jate, you know, literally like that. Uh, you know, some of the biggest billionaire founders today, retail companies, if you talk about Dmart, Zamani, or you talk about anybody else, have actually done that. They've actually gone, taken suitcase to suitcase, selling to people and have created the, uh, you know, on-ground uh, market intel on what actually sells and what people actually want, right? And it's a very underrated skill, of course, given we all in the tech world and in the you know, new economy don't value much of, uh, you know, high-touch, uh, you know, sales. But, uh, you know, it's a very difficult, uh, it's a very difficult process. So, uh, when Planet Superheroes decided to be truly omnichannel, we actually had set up, uh, set out to, uh, you know, create our own uh, distribution channel, uh, you know, for multiple categories, including, you know, accessories and toys and stuff like that. And there was a time I had two experiences which I want to share with this group, right? Uh, and it comes, uh, it all feeds into that hiring process, right? And 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 and, and the kind of things that sometimes in when you are growing quickly. Uh, when you have money to spend, you know, you just seem to ignore it and it comes back and bites you really hard, right? Uh, so the first thing was, you know, we were looking at a national, what we call an NSM, a national sales manager. This is like a typical, uh, you know, in, the, in, in a very, you know, traditional, uh, you know, distribution channel is the person who is the central contact who manages all your local distributors as well as the relationship with your retailers. So clearly a very important position given, uh, you know, they are uh, eventually going to drive a fairly important uh, revenue stream. You know, we actually went through a headhunter and we recruited, uh, you know, somebody based purely on their previous experience, right? Which was, I think, an extremely important fact that I want to point out because that was a mistake. Uh, we said, oh, this person has done something similar, they've got 10 years of experience, blah, 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 so they will fit, our product already sells, uh, you know, they just need to kind of uh, do ABC. Uh, we were we were pressed for time, we had raised a you know, series around, uh, we wanted to get things done quickly, and that's it, you know, we, we recruited this person from a headhunter, mind you, that's very important, right? Now... I'll tell you where the shocker was, right? Uh, you know, we recruited, we went through the interview process. I, I don't think uh, did a great job in the interview process, uh, given uh, clearly this did not come out, but the person, you know, actually came and and joined uh, Planet Superheroes on day one. And when the person joined, uh, you know, us on day one, I had uh, another, uh, you know, uh, you know, person from the toy trade uh, who had no clue till date, right? Uh, that I've actually recruited an NSM. And he came and told me, uh, you know, uh, you know, guys, I mean, Daniel, have you actually, uh, have you ever, have you done a ref check about this guy? And uh, I was like, uh, no, I think the ref check has not been done, but I would assume the headhunter has done that. But no, I have not done it. Uh, why? What do you have to, you know, do you have something to tell me? And what he told me, talked to me, and I'm sure he was going to 
shock all of you people. The person who joined as an NSM at Planet Superheroes, okay, was a person who spent the last three months in jail for a, uh, you know, uh, for a, a sexual harassment crime that he was proven guilty. So this person has walked out on bail from jail and landed up a job in a company. All right. And this, you can imagine, was, uh, and, and we are very proud of the fact that we have like uh, more than 51% women in our company, right? And uh, it was a shocker to me, right? Not because uh, of the, you know, criminal record or whatever. It, you know, it was the fact that the person, we did not catch it while it was also via headhunter, right? And, uh, you know, when I went back and I asked the headhunter that, uh, you know, guys, have you... Uh, you know, uh, you know, you guys have actually given us this profile. Did you know about this? And and kind of they had this big question mark on their, uh, you know, on their head as well. And they said, uh, you know, that's not our job, right? So I think that the first real learning, of course, we fired the person immediately. Uh, you know, uh, given it is a part of a policy that we cannot uh, have uh, that bit, and the fact that that was also, uh, you know, uh, kind of hidden from us. Uh, we also later on found out that the person had actually was out of a job for the last six months because obviously this thing had happened in his last job profile. He faked it for the last six months, all right? He even faked his previous employer's letter along with the fake signature and sent it to us, all right? So I think the, uh, you know, this could, you know, some of you, I hope, will never have to encounter this crap, but... Uh, for us, it was a very big red signal that there was something absolutely wrong in our process. Uh, we had not done two things, which we always did, and I'll share those best practices uh, with you in a while. But uh, we did not take a ref check uh, because we were, you know, on fuel. We had raised money, and we were in a in a lot of hurry, right? Are hire karna hai? We need to get on the market. We need to sell, sell, sell. We could have been stuck with some absolutely toxic stuff in our company and I, God knows what else, right? And that the buck stops at the CEO if, you, if you're not able to measure, make these, uh, you know, uh, control the kind of people uh, that come in. Now, I've given you a stalking example because not everybody is going to come with a criminal record, but I want you guys to reflect and think about how your hiring process could be so broken that some things which are so obvious, which could have been found out by making a couple of phone calls, uh, would have got completely missed out. And hence, the first learning, you know, that you want to do is ensure that whatever the position, however, however, uh, you know, urgent it is, however amazing the person is, do not skip out or procrastinate making those two or three ref check calls, right? It may not be, uh, you know, the previous employer because obviously there might be a conflict of interest. But if a person has 10, 12 years of experience and if they cannot come up with like three reporting managers to give you a ref check, you need to put that as a big, big red flag, right? Uh, and I would love to get some of your comments on this particular topic as well. But, uh, you know, I think as a, as a segue into... Uh, you know, core job uh, and, and, the, and the screw ups that CEO founders can do. This is clearly one of I take full onus and responsibility for it uh, was the fact that we had I did not do that rest check. Right. The second. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Somebody wants to say yeah. something. So, yeah. Usually the ref check and the due diligence should be done by the HR uh, consultancy. If you have hired them, you should absolutely. Have, uh, and them and that was my ex that was my expectation, boss. And I, when I had the exact same misconception and they said, 
oh by the way we are just head hunters there is another uh, you know uh, ref, uh, ref check or criminal record check uh, which is which you know with yeah, yeah, another yeah. agency can do you know and of course we never use that agency again not because uh, they could have been factually wrong but there was not an iota of uh, you know regret that are yaar hum bhi improve kar sakte hain matlab if you expect that i'm going to pay you uh, you know 15% or 7% or 10% whatever of ctc uh, the least you can do is you know do this particular check from your end right uh, but again uh, you know the world is you know it's a matter of uh, always about expectations and uh, you know expectations which are not uh, met right so uh you know it was it was an amazing example on 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 really uh, really shocking things and i couldn't believe that for such a small team like we are not like we were not more than 45 people at that point and uh you know we actually had somebody uh, who uh, who we had no clue what their history was right uh, and of course the fact that the person had also defrauded and actually uh, you know done uh, fake uh, you know employment letters etc uh, was the was a, a, a big gap in up our own employment process right Uh, another example i want to give because uh, you know now that we are getting into interesting gossip as sohel you said um, this was about a retail store uh, in mangalore right uh, the person by the way is still absconding uh, if anybody of you is ever running a high touch high touch operation where you have to hire or employ uh, you know uh, for lack of better words blue collared people who are probably not like uh, you know people on this on this group you know who are uh, you know what tech savvy or who are looking at Uh, you know more high value at uh, you know uh, you know vocation you are talking about retail store managers you are talking about uh, you know people at at, at a sub uh, you know 25000 sort of salary uh, you have to be even more careful to have the right processes because they cannot be as much control on people uh, especially when it when you have a very distributed uh, you know operation I'll tell you, give you an example of what happened to our store in Mangalore. We had a a, a particular uh, store manager who, till date, is absconding with almost six and a half lakhs of our money. Now, uh, you would ask. I mean, I'm sure you guys are like, okay, wait a minute. Why the hell does this guy even have access to six and a half lakhs, right? And that is why I'm covering this as part of the fuck ups that I have done, right? I'm not talking about anything else which you can learn from. it was because we did not have a process in place right uh, we do, i don't want to dwell so much on the motivation of that uh, you know employee or what he was or what his background was right but point is how does a store manager get away with 6 and a half lakhs of your money right because on a daily basis your store probably does not make more than you know maybe uh, 25 30000 bucks uh, you know so even at the at the max at the end of the week you should be with 2 2 lakhs 3 lakhs right how does the person accumulate 6 lakhs and you are you have absolutely no clue what's happening so which is what i want to share with you guys on what happens when you are in a hyper growth mode is you start ignoring processes right now we all know that all banks provide a cash pickup facility right uh, they come to you every 3 days they pick up the money they put it in your account and it's all done why we had basically also had a cash facility and what happened was in fact the person got caught because of that and this is why it's a very interesting story uh, we had we recently initiated the cash pickup facility right and for those who don't know it's just a very simple service that a bank will come uh, they will come they'll pick up money from your store and they'll deposit it in your account they charge you some money for it and uh, you know most of the banks do that so um, 
we had this cash pickup facility and uh, you know the the bank basically uh, the store manager reported uh, you know xyz amount of money deposited he said some whatever one and a half lakh or something i don't remember the number and after three days our accounts guy uh, you know comes back and says, uh hey you've not really you know we've actually got only like 80000 right uh, the person i said we are doing 50000 1.5 lakhs and the person has only done like 80000 and that was the first time that we actually got like a uh, you know alarm bells ringing that hey is this guy actually lying or is there uh, you know something something else happening uh after this what happened was a very interesting thing we actually put on a sherlock holmes kind of a mini espionage thing where my vice president and a couple of other ops team guys completely unannounced landed up at the store all right and at the store right we uh, you know we basically uh, surrounded the the store uh, manager and asked him to explain you will not believe the kind of uh, desperation that people would do to cheat you the store manager was so smart he had actually purposefully uh blocked out the camera cut off the wire right and basically ensured uh, when the guy came he said that there is some problem and when we then spoke to the camera guy he said this is not the camera misfunctioning there is somebody has actually pulled the wire out right after that when we told the store manager that you know we obviously you know confronted him and he actually accepted the truth he accepted the fact that uh, yes he had stolen all of this money where he used to basically create fake bills so he would basically take cash uh, from customers uh, right and he would uh, you know keep uh, he would not report that uh, in our sales so although he was selling the stock uh, basically and collecting cash the customer would pay him money in cash uh, he they would take the stock and he would instead of going through a pakka bill or, or the system generated bill they would simply uh, you know uh, give a handwritten note and say you know our, our machine is not working now you can imagine when you have like 25 stores across india in like 12 different states right uh, this is a matter of process when the process goes wrong when you see some red flags the store is just not reporting much sales uh, you know uh, you you need to like kind of uh, put your army out there and figure out with with lot of surprise visits and um, we confronted this person and uh, we actually uh, you know uh he kind of apologized and he said that you know uh, you know we are not going to I, i will return all the money we took him we took him to his family his mother returned 1 lakh uh, and said that we promised that the next day don't hand, hand us over to the police uh, next day we'll basically give you uh, you know we'll give you a uh, we'll we basically return all your money uh, but guess what happened the next day the person was absconding till date the person is not found uh, there is a police complaint uh, against him but because he was a local mangalorean the police was also in cohorts and has uh, you know treat us as outsiders and have not registered an fir and uh, till date uh, when when we went back to the parents house they completely disowned the person and saying we have no clue who, what you're talking about <laughs> so uh, this is this is this this is, it has seems almost unreal you may see that बहुत हमारा गैंग जो वसेपुर वाला वो ऐसा कोई मूवी है जहाँ यू नो लोगों को थ्रेटन करते हैं तुम पहुंच जाते हो लोगों के घर पे बट यू नो वी आर द काइंड ऑफ पीपल हु फॉर अस एवरी पेनी काउंट्स इट्स नॉट इट्स नॉट फ्री मनी एंड इट इज आव हार्ड ऑन मनी एंड दिस इज द काइंड ऑफ स्टफ दैट पीपल आर यू नो पीपल आर केपेबल ऑफ सो द टेक अवे फॉर मोस्ट पीपल आउट यूर फ्रॉम दिस वेरी इंटरेस्टिंग स्टोरी इज दैट इट्स नॉट जस्ट अबाउट द फ्रॉम द फर्स्ट स्टोरी दैट यू हैव टू रियली बी डिलीजेंट अबाउट द काइंड ऑफ पीपल यू हायर uh and take that extra effort to do whatever ref checks you need 
but i think it's also about the fact that uh, you know you build processes and and checks and balances ingrained into your system so that it's not too late uh, you know before shit hits the fan which uh, after this experience with our mangalore store uh, you know we have a three day cash facility so the moment the cash balance in any company goes about uh, i mean any store goes about 10000 there is a direct uh, you know bank guy and there is a reconciliation directly on slack with our accounts team uh, in addition to that whenever the sales goes down uh, reported sales goes down to a highly you know uh, to to a number which is uh which is not normal uh, for to that particular location uh, there is a very um you know stringent camera live uh, re- recording uh, you know basically evaluation of happening on what was the footfall uh, why the sales didn't happen etc so again difficult for a small team that is expanding uh, aggressively but uh, you know it was a learning for us and it was an expensive learning so i i i'll take a pause out here uh, you know in case somebody has any Uh, specific questions on that uh, if not i'll sort of uh, you know go to the next uh, sort of uh, you know sort of segue into into what i wanted to talk about but uh, i think i think in terms of uh, you know people screw ups uh, you know we've had many and i think the next one i'm going to talk to about uh, is going to be more about what you can do during the recruiting stage uh, which many people don't do but i just pause if there are any questions i know i've spoken as a monologue <laughs> which is not the intention of the seminar so uh, yeah very 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 interesting story janil i i think processes become very important yahan pe matlab mujhe to in in both the cases i believe that this is something which you left out while you were making that uh, that process uh, absolutely I think I think I think the biggest takeaway or the learning right for all young entrepreneurs or anybody getting into it is uh, you know we'll always be stretched for time right uh, we are always we've kind of uh, you know uh, really uh, you know fantasized about this whole hustle i'm being stretched into 10 directions mai to sota nahi hu yaar wo sab acha hai linkedin pe aur bolne ke liye twitter pe sab karne ke liye but you know the truth is real solid founda- foundations are built on process right and and most people it depends on your personality but uh, you know many people actually run away from doing it because it's a hard thing to do it's very difficult to leave whatever you are doing and and conform to the process because conforming to that process is going to take that additional 15 to 20 minutes of your time right and you can you can argue and tell yourself that i could be doing 10 other things right so that you know comes to the second part which you know i think many of you guys might also resonate with given the first two were kind of uh you know completely bizarre things which i hope uh, people like you don't have to encounter but you know most of us tomorrow if you are raising money or i mean we are we are building a team uh, be it a product uh, company be it a services company we are going to be recruiting people right and you are going to get lot of flurry things thrown at you uh, product managers who have done this engineers who have done that right i wanted to ask a question if anybody has hired out here how many of you actually take case studies So if a person comes and says, "I have done A, B, C, D," okay, there is one thing that they can be a great talkers, right? And to you, I convince you with all sorts of uh, you know brilliant uh, stuff. But how many of you actually make them take a real case study where those tests are, uh, those skill sets are actually evaluated? Anybody out here who's done, who's taken a case study for any profile? I have. I mean. that's like a part of the overall process you have to give them an assignment to do all right anybody else 
so uh, being a student i have given some applications to the consulting firms so they mm-hmm. did ask for the uh, like case studies and all but yes yep it's very typical in uh, management consulting yep since i, I know i i train a lot of people on on consulting interviews so i i do know what you're talking about uh, guest myths and business cases but let's say that's it's a very common practice in consulting it's a very common practice in finance uh, you know they'll make you do a business model they'll make you you know do a valuation model a dcf or whatever is the skill set they are testing you out for you know maybe analyze a publicly listed company see whether you know your comps and ratios etc but startup world you know pms uh, engineers right engineers i think still there are a lot of companies who are also doing that by giving uh, you know uh, uh, engineering assignments you know code assignments i think it's still very common among software engineers but have you guys given an assignment to like a sales person or a customer services person have you actually ever given a, a case study to an admin a person who even you are recruited as an admin uh, person you know who could just be doing data entry or whatever you know or an hr person chalo that would be has anybody given a case study to to when you are hiring a head of hr right maybe too early for many of you out here who may not need hrs right now but i want to just tell you one thing that there is technically a case study for each if you are hiring for a role that means there can be a case study for that role we have we have incorporated and this goes back to this whole process you know thing about creating a process and and trusting the process right you will not believe the kind of shockers you get when you know when you have when people come up with the most impressive resumes they they speak like they have done everything like they they speak like they are like elon musk right when it comes to the case study right where the proof of the pudding actually is seen you will be completely shocked at how poor their analytical skills are and how much of a bluff they have put on their resume the truth is that nobody can uh, you know resume writing itself is a skill right and selling yourself is a skill that many people or some people have and have actually reached a lot of high high end places by just doing that but you know what that is going to be detrimental to your company if the if you just get a person who faffs around and who's not able to deliver on on the skill sets for which you have hired i'll give you another example on on what happens when we don't take case studies so as a caveat we now have case study for everybody from an intern to an admin person it doesn't matter you know i gave my admin person a, a, an assignment to make five calls and negotiate a new printer ka rate okay just to see kitna kitna jugad hai right how many people you called up what were you able to negotiate how much research did you do and keep it very open ended you say you did get this done for the company this is your first assignment i want to see how many people you called what information you did where you you put it on olx where you put it it could be the stupidest smallest thing it doesn't matter but you need to give them put them in a position of a practical constraint uh, environment where there is a problem statement at hand to actually be able to decipher what they are capable of this by the way can also be a great thing for some people who do not have the best communication skills but are actually sitting on really really good skills and talent right sometimes they just are unfortunate that they are not the most impressive candidates but when they deliver their work uh, the work speaks for itself right so it works both ways right it's not just to kind of uh, you know clean out the wheat from i mean you know you know basically the the faffy guys or the faffy girls but uh, you know it's it's basically also to be able to appreciate uh, what somebody is able to deliver so i'm going to give you another example just on this case study process right uh, i was hiring a Uh, a person that was a category manager right uh, for people who may not be familiar a category manager in a 
in a consumer uh, you know discretionary company or any merchandise company is is somebody who manages the pnl or care for their entire category right uh, so everything they need to uh, they are effectively the mini ceos of that category so it's a pretty important role especially for companies like ours like our category manager of toys or category manager of apparel or category manager of accessories they are pretty important positions right because they are the ones who are kind of managing that entire uh, you know uh, that, that that entire vertical so we had hired this person uh, again uh, coming up because the topic is fuck up so i'm going to talk about my fuck ups right we hired this person who uh, again came with a very impressive uh, resume 10 years of experience category manager with an accessories company uh, you know pretty well known luggage brand where i it's not luggage but it's a bag brand which i'm sure 90% of the people here would have heard of uh, right so did i so i said you know what yaar pre screen day yaar itna category manager good good salary you know i'm sure uh, you know let's get the you know ground running you know and then let's bring them on board and when the person came on board i am not joking they did not when the after three months into the job which again is a big big delay again big big flaw problem at our end i found out after three months of a category manager you know who's getting paid a handsome salary come from a reputed company who is probably a 100 crore plus company did not know the definition of gross margin right you might some of you might be shocked some of you may not do finance you be like yaar mere ko bhi nahi pata hai but understand one thing okay for a category manager who has to run a pnl to not know what the meaning of gross margin is it is it is criminal right it is nothing short of criminal and the fact that the person got through our you know interview process and actually spent 3 months and then spent another 2 months of you know free paid uh, you know company money uh, was itself uh, you know an extremely big shocker now given the person i am i said you know maybe you didn't know and it's okay i'm going to teach you right and i would i would have accounting classes with uh, you know with these people uh, given them the extra, a, a complete uh, top down uh, break up of how it starts from revenue and what does cogs mean and what is you know what is gross margin and what is think of contribution margin and blah 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 which i would have assumed and i'm paying them for that kind of i'm not i'm not i've not taken like a you know third year fourth year student who's eager to learn right i've taken somebody who has got 10 plus years of experience right so i think it goes back to the fact that we have suffered uh, you know so much of opportunity cost in terms of business because we did not follow the process you know and this was before the case study approach we only asked them uh, you know shortcut aapne kitne log ko kitna kitna touch point hai how many people can you reach out to uh, you know what's your current uh, thing what kind of business you have handle they had like a parrot would give you answers right ha ye bhi kiya hai wo bhi kiya hai blah 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 right eventually when the when when, it, when we came down to the reality the the fact that the person doesn't know basic numbers the person doesn't know how gst is calculated you know that person should not even have been a junior buyer right forget a category manager that runs a pnl so <laughs> i think I, i i want to just kind of conclude the people and you know topic by saying um it's extremely important to ensure that uh, you do not you know forget about the entire uh you know approach of case studies and ref checks when it comes to hiring people assume that whatever somebody is telling you in an interview or whatever they are facing is at least 40 to 50% bs right uh and and if it's not awesome uh, it only gets validated in your case study uh thankfully now uh, now when i recruit i am so satisfied because 
people who are so impressive with their resumes when they actually sit and do your case study and these are case studies which are pretty aggressive right i actually see them completely flunking that case study they are completely at wits they are not able to kind of move to the next level and the people who actually have ended up coming in now after we have revamped the process right who have cracked the case study have actually delivered even in line of work so you know i wanted to just share that learning with you guys that from from our screw ups and you know these are big screw ups because every month every two months every three months of an important hire uh, who is incompetent right is actually uh, burn is burns a lot of money in your pocket in terms of both actual cash flow but also opportunity cost you know especially when you are in a high growth phase and and traction is sort of very critical for your next milestone i'll take a pause here any, any comments uh, you know anybody's experience something similar um, anything because i'll go to the next part Uh, yes uh, so i would like to share one thing like being a student and uh, seeing from it the student's perspective i get to know about this all things like you should not uh, like give your false report or say something falsely that uh, it could harm you in the interview process but then like how it uh, went for your hrs to recruit him as a person and like if you could see anything else that time itself then you could neglect him or you could reject him right so like what then what was your briefing to the hr team like uh, like yes if you could add that point to so at a early stage company first of all uh, technically it is my philosophy that uh, you know it's not really the hr that is equipped uh, you know to actually hire for functional roles you know it is usually uh, either the either and senior person who is heading that function or the or the ceo uh, you know who needs to be able to uh, you know hire uh, for the competencies right so it's, I, i wouldn't kind of put it uh, put the blame on uh, you know uh, an hr person whose basic job is to bring resumes to the table but to your point i think uh, you know if you if you're asking uh, you know that okay if, if the person was so bad why, what there must have been something good uh, that you even picked up right so uh, if, if you remember i mentioned that these people came with a very uh, on paper rich experience in in relevant field right so if i'm for example selling toys and if there is a person who's worked for a toy company as a category manager for 10 years uh the assumption is that the person clearly comes uh, you know uh, well experienced and would have the ability to uh, you know actually uh, do what the minimum thing is to sell toys right uh, so i think that was uh, that was what really worked uh, at the start uh, but given it's a it, it was also a function of time it's also a function of you want to get people hired quickly you want to start moving you know how we are always impatient and want to run uh, you know with uh, uh, you know with, with sort of our our uh, strategy you know faster you do faster you going to hire faster you going to deploy uh, so i think that is where uh, the the final nuances were missed out so yes the person did have impressive resume given they had worked at a company which was exactly into a very similar line at least in terms of category the person you would give a very long list of name dropping right ha main isko bhi janta hu i know the buyer here i know the buyer there you know you get as a founder you start seeing are wah this guy is going to be able to open doors with this particular buyer right i'm going to get like a you know 2 crore order from this person because you know my my if i if i if i recruit this person i'm going to basically make inroads with this retailer right so i think that is the biggest problem where you actually uh, you know start taking people's thing on face value and you know you don't actually test the intrinsic skill so i'm not saying that's not important i'm not saying having access or having networks is not important but uh, it cannot be at the at the cost or compromise of 
not having the inherent basic skills that you need to uh, excel in the function that you have hired the person for hope that answers your question हायर मतलब कैटेगरी मैनेजर को अगर ग्रॉस मार्जिन नहीं पता है तो फिर आपने क्या ही किया है मतलब लाइफ में एनीवे सो आई थिंक आई थिंक आई थिंक वन ऑफ द थिंग्स टू इम्पोर्टेंट टेक अवेज ऑफ कोर्स वाज डूइंग द राइट रेफ्टर एक्स यू नो हैविंग द केस स्टडीज इन एनी रोल यू हायर स्पेंड दैट एक्स्ट्रा टाइम Uh, trust me as a founder it will take time to devise a smart case study and it will change by the position you are recruiting it is worth it right uh, it is absolutely worth it even though you might be pressed in time and the third thing of course is to maintain intrinsic processes uh, where you ensure that there are checks and balances where things don't actually uh, go to the point where they are uh, you know they just so screwed up right where uh, you know like the like the retailer or the or the store manager that uh, runs away with uh, you know 5 and a half 6 lakhs of the money right uh i'm going to give you another example uh, you know i know we are short of time but i'm going to talk about a little bit about process right uh, it's something which happened very recently and it's it's kind of uh, it's kind of funny right and of course i i i really got pissed off at my team but uh, there are some very very small stupid things which can actually cost you a lot of money uh, uh, and then you know i'll give you an example and you will also scratch your head and think yaar aisa bhi hota hai kya so you know uh, two weeks ago we we uh, shut down one store in calcutta uh, covid covid induced shutdown we had to shut it down no problem it happens okay now we brought back our stuff okay uh, through a logistics player uh, and uh, you know it was all done smooth all good and uh, while i was doing the setting up charting out the pnl for this month uh, i saw a 2 and a half lakh cost attributed to that cost center and i kind of shocked i asked my accounts guy i'm like boss ye kya hai what is this 2 and a half lakh cost matlab it doesn't make any sense and he said oh that is basically the store closing cost i'm like uh, what does that mean is like oh it is the cost of logistics to uh, bring bring uh, you know stuff back from calcutta to mumbai and i was i started doing the math backwards i'm like did we actually bring back 5 tons you know like when we do the math it was like 5 tons okay it was 4.8 tons now that i know the exact numbers since we discussed it uh and uh, apparently it was it was not exactly 4.8 tons of 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 kgs but it was the equivalent of 4.8 kgs uh, in volumetric weight which is by the way anybody who's worked with logistics knows that it's usually higher of uh, dead weight or volumetric weight right and i kind of completely got flipped out right i completely flipped okay i'm like was the stuff that we brought back you know with all those store fixtures etc that it was a depreciated value even worth 2 lakhs uh, that we spent 2 and a half lakh just on logistics uh you know and and that is a big question mark I, you know i think it was kind of uh, less than that uh, but then we started investigating that was how come we didn't know and i actually we actually have a supply chain team okay whose entire job is only to basically manage logistics and to be able to look at uh, you know uh, you know costing and ensure that we are not being overcharged etc and um, you know i got like we got a, we, we took we did, a, we did a complete huddle and i got my supply chain team and asked him that you know uh, did we kind of get best code because uh, there was a local uh, you know a truck uh, from from calcutta which was basically would have done this in 45000 so why the hell did we spend 2 and a half lakhs uh, like this is criminal right and uh, you know the guy says that oh but based on the uh, you know based on the, uh, the the stock report and the equipment report i uh, i evaluated that it was uh, you know uh, it was basically going to come out to be 42000 by blue dart and the, that guy was charging like 48000 uh, so you know it still seemed that blue dart was the cheapest option so we went with it 
uh, and 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 once that uncertain decision was made, uh, you know the people on ground, uh, you know, used Blue Dart. Uh, you know, uh, we have a Blue Dart account, and it was shipped. But Blue Dart sent its invoice only this month, where it was two and a half lakhs. Uh, so I said, okay, so what went wrong? You know, if you did your evaluation, and if you come up with forty thousand, and if it's five times more, uh, how can there be such a big deviation, right? You will not believe it. I mean, you guys will all laugh. What was the reason for this? It was not calculation error. Okay, uh, it was not a calculation error. It was not that Blue Dart had done anything wrong. Uh, you will not believe what was wrong. When the person in Calcutta, whoever, whether it was store manager or my VP, whoever had basically made the spreadsheet of the entire stock and fixtures is coming back for some reason, for some weird, you know, completely fucked up reason, decided to hide. 25 rows please don't ask me why i don't have the answer on why those rows were hidden but the rows were hidden this is so stupid which is why i wanted to bring it up right it was an excel thing the 25 rows which had the highest amount of glass panels and all your iron fittings and fixtures were hidden maybe because that you know the the you know they were they might have done some analytics around what was just the stock versus the fixtures and you know they would have hidden the cells instead of grouping them or putting a filter okay and decided to send the same spreadsheet to my supply chain team and the supply chain team basically just did a sum up of uh, you know looking at the stock which was unhidden and you know evaluated uh, we finally you know it came out to be like two and a half tons or whatever it was and that math came out to be whatever it was you know one ton one and a half ton whatever the math came out to be like 40000 rupees uh, and and said it right so according to him like he's like was you send me the excel sheet uh, you know and i looked it up the maths was right and everything was right and uh, you know my uh, the on ground team is like oh i don't know we never you know shouldn't you be unhiding the cells and checking it you know and then i would ask why the hell would you hide the cells in the first place you can imagine something as stupid as a excel sheet cells being hidden okay cost us an additional i'm not saying that uh, we would have uh, done it in 40000 or 50000 we would have probably done it in like half the price if we had used a local logistics player but the fact that we did not catch it and this happened something as as early as like 2 weeks ago right is something i wanted to share with you that it really means that you need to as a founder when your company starts operating into these really weird territories where you know tech meets supply chain meets people uh you have to have a lot of patience and a lot of frustration to even start telling people are yaar hidden mat karo you know start using grouping functions you might laugh right now kya kya tbc ke session pe founder excel sheet ki baat kar raha hai but imagine that particular thing cost us 80 you know cost us 1.5 lakh rupees of extra thing so my job now in this company is every time i encounter some stuff i don't i do get pissed off right but i also always try to go back and think about it and say Boss, this was basically that we have to take a learning from this, and you need to start educating people. So every time I come across a better function, whether we can do some checks and balances, we can do validation in Excel. Uh, we have started implementing it because the kind of people who are using those tools, you know, are going to be are going to come through different levels of competency and different levels of understanding. You cannot expect your warehouse manager that is, you know, used to the picking, packing, all that thing to be uh, to be, you know, running complex index match functions, right? Uh, in Excel. At the same time, a person who basically is whole day sits in an AC cabin has absolutely no ground reality on say, how do you deal with Mathadi unions or how do you deal with the logistics things and how packaging is done and how much form has to go. 
as the ceo you may call your business whatever you can have the high best tech stack you can have uh, amazing app and you can do a lot of funky things eventually your dhanda if it has any kind of physical merchandise or physical products eventually is going to be on how well your supply chain is oiled and how what kind of processes you set so i think one big learning from this and it because it was so new and fresh in my uh, memory i wanted to share with you guys that do not discount on the smaller things thinking about it is being trivial right it will actually impact every small step of your business and you can imagine had i not caught it thankfully we create started creating a monthly pnl which is why i caught this imagine if we did not have a monthly pnl which a lot of founders don't have right they, they assume that accounts to accounts team ka hota hai we only care about revenue traction kyunki valuation us pe aata hai you will never you would have never caught it there would have been some cost item invoice ke yahan logistics ka itna kharcha hota hai you would have taken it for granted think yaar ye sab aise hi hota hai theek hai and you would have moved on in life and that is a big problem that a lot of people especially in pnl heavy businesses do not actually go into the details of their cost centers i'm going to take a take a pause here uh, any questions any comments uh, you know do feel free to feel free to join jump in and share uh, if you had any similar experiences etc such an amazing experience like real ground experience like so in my internship days like this were the small things like i could see like many of my seniors like they they know the things like how to do but they do, did not know the shortcuts and all so like i used to tell them that if you do this control plus this key it would be this and it would be that so that like created a some like awesome feeling that being an intern in that company you are teaching to your seniors like this little techy things they could do and they could make their life easier so i guess this is the real experience we all need in the uh, discord channel i guess thank you most welcome so yes i think i think i think you know a lot of times uh, social media uh, you know people are talking about very big things you know very very things which make them sound very intelligent but you know the truth is that when businesses are built with hard and you know like sweat and blood i think it's the small things uh, you know that you can actually impact that daily imp- incremental b- improvement in 1% that makes all the difference and i'm actually quite proud to say that our people who joined as office boys at planet superheroes you know and they have all we have had an amazing attrition rate like most people with us on have an are on average the company is only 7 years old and our average employee uh, employees are more than 3 and a half years so uh, you know i have recruited each one of them and many of them i mean most of them are still around us uh, with the highs and lows but the most the, the thing that i am most proud of is the fact that we have actually been able to upskill them so people who joined as you know office boys uh, who basically were not who did not had not even touched excel in their life are today doing data entry and at least at a minimum are able to copy paste formulas you know i didn't expect them to write formulas but they have a you know feeling of uh you know being able to kind of move one step ahead the thing is you should not always keep digging and bitching about people and say are tumko ye nahi aata wo nahi kehta you need to equip them educate them and create a process of learning in your own company so we do have something called thirsty thursdays where you know we catch up over uh, you know i would say a much lighter setting with booze and stuff and you know it's an open setting and we always discuss one topic of learning and the learning topics are never all this high fi okay ye hai strategy hai vision hai that's all good that's important that the founder gives 10 minutes but it's always one topic how do i improve how do i know the best functions of slack am i using asana well do i really know the features of g suite right most of people don't even know the best efficient use of their own emails 
हमेशा कुछ भी होता है ईमेल पे सर्च बार पे जाते हैं एक सिंपल फिल्टर नहीं लगा सकते दे डोंट नो ऑटो फॉरवर्डिंग यू नो देर आर सो मेनी टूल्स राइट विच पीपल डोंट यूज दिस कैन मेक लाइफ सिंपल एंड इट विल इफेक्टिवली चेंज द एफिशियंसी ऑफ योर एंटायर बिजनेस राइट काइंड ऑफ लिंक टू प्रोसेस बट दिस नीड्स टू बी ड्रिवन बाय अ प्रोसेस चैंपियन Usually needs to come from the top. Unless, of course, you're a scaled company and has a solid CEO, COO, uh, then it comes from the COO. Otherwise, CEO at the moment is everything, right? Janitor be ho, entertainment officer be ho, HR be ho, sab kuch ho, right? So this at this point in our company comes from comes from the CEO, right? Um, last topic I want to talk about. Uh, Soil, how are we doing on time? I know we are already ten uh, minutes, and I I also uh, want to be mindful of that. Yeah, as long as the people here don't mind. Namita, how's been your experience till now? Yeah, yeah, love. I love what uh, insights you have. I was asking Namita. Namita, what? I'm going to talk about. Hi. Hi. Sorry, who's that? That is Namita. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry, Namita here. So, uh, Janil, I think your experiences are pretty awesome. Um, actually, like many years back, uh, I had tried to, you know, run a very small apparel. Uh, shop wherein you know which i just got like merchandise from jaipur or something tried to sell it in bombay and then you know very similar experience that i kept an office boy and then he kind of ran off with the goods and stuff but yeah like amazing uh, lessons like really thankful to you and you're absolutely right i mean you know like when you hear such real stories all the gyan on linkedin seems so redundant in a way right Absolutely, absolutely, and that's uh, pretty much. I think the purpose of these kind of uh, Discord communities, uh, you know, when you know many of these people are also on a one one on one connect. So I think the last segue I'm going to do, which I think is my favorite topic, and uh, you know, and I think you guys will enjoy this, right? Uh, it's a it's a topic called leverage, right? Uh, I don't know, I don't see too many people talk about this uh, anywhere, uh, you know. But trust me, all the smart founders, this is their uh you know this is their uh, what we call that that mystery weapon that everybody is holding now let me first explain what it means right in any conversation in life right when you are uh, basically in front of a recruiter or you are, you are you are kind of applying for a job uh you are uh, you know or you are uh, you know negotiating a sale or you are basically negotiating a buy right there is the most important concept that you want to keep in mind okay is what is your leverage right now i'm going to give an example again from planet superheroes because that's the most relatable uh, as a, as a live experience but uh, uh, and i'll come back to you know how you need to think about leverage in your own businesses or your in your own encounters right so currently as you can imagine in covid right the people who i think have been in the worst position right up probably uh, of course on ground people blue collared people who lost their jobs because they don't have livelihoods etc right and of course um, people who have lost families and lives and you know nobody can take nobody's had it worse than them but if i if i were to break it up in the entrepreneurship community right the people who have been most impacted as entrepreneurs in because of covid have been retail entrepreneurs right anybody that actually had brick and mortar stores right and among those the worst people have been the ones who have got brick and mortar stores in malls right because most malls basically sit with 6 to 7 months of deposit and have at least 2 or 3 years of lock in 
right uh, so as you can imagine uh, we are we had 20, we had 25 stores uh, before covid and uh, we were we were on a crazy expansion spree uh, from uh, september 2019 to uh, february 2020 you know imagine the timing okay we put in we put in 12 new stores uh, in that period and some of them unfortunately did not even see an entire uh, you know uh, two quarters of 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 actual business right uh, because of covid uh, induced lockdowns etc but what is the topic i'm trying to tell you okay is about leverage now covid has hit everybody pretty badly and uh, you know one of the worst things that happened with landlords and uh, you know retailers right is that what happens in terms of your contracts you know what happened is that people who had leverage the big guys right the reliance the future groups you know the the tatas right the two big a customer uh, for the malls to basically screw up with right again that is what they had they had leverage what did they have leverage they had leverage of future business today if if the malls were to get very uh, you know were to get extremely aggressive with these people they would they would basically just walk off and you know remove their anchor stores and probably also not come back uh, even after covid was gone so that was leverage which they used to their uh, to be able to negotiate uh, you know better terms or some kind of discounts etc uh, etc et is my is my assumption you know because most of them are pretty much still there and active right but who got hit the worst it was people like us it was small brands right vanilla stores basically who don't have leverage who who are, who are not who have not leased out uh, 5000 or 15000 square feet you know in in a mall right uh, you are in a way dispensable because today you are there tomorrow you are not there itna bada farak nahi padega to that mall owner right i'm talking about malls i'm talking about the big malls right who have like got 25 30 uh, you know uh, basically uh, brands that are already uh, there right but what was interesting is and i want you guys to think about this experience is that we all have some leverage right and our leverage was not the same leverage as uh, a reliance or a future group right our leverage was our knowledge now i'm going to i'm going to peel the onion on what i mean by that right we basically got uh, we basically got uh, you know uh, after we basically went on you know back and forth we had a very simple philosophy of of basically tackling with covid right we said we will do what is ethically and morally correct and what is fair in this situation there can never be a win okay it is going to be a loss loss the question is going to be is the loss going to be equivalent for both the mall or the landlord as well as us right so we came up with our own metric that we are happy to pay the common area maintenance we are also happy to pay our revenue share and people who seem to be more well uh, we were also happy to pay a little more than that right all this is complete loss because you are you are no business is happening uh, there is no footfall you are paying for your salaries you are paying for all of this stuff but you know yeah situation as i right but what we were against what we were completely against is somebody trying to arm twist you especially the malls could basically show you contract they would take a contract to you and say aapne sign kiya hai 2 saal 2 2 years of lock in okay uh, aapne ye uh, minimum guarantee matlab basically rent aapne agree kiya hai so by contract you are liable if not liable tumhara deposit jayega and we will sue you okay now this is what th- they thought was leverage uh, that the mall had the malls did not care they would have never done this with the reliance or a future group so they'll do it with us because you know tum nikal bhi jaoge to they have got 6 months of a deposit right 
they used a lot of strategies very 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 dirty poor tactics they would stall they would not respond to emails uh, you know eventually they would just send invoices and they would not respond when you kind of tell them hey this invoice is not correct you know what kind of nonsense is this i'll give you an example there is a mall in delhi called in vegas mall and i don't mind being public about this because it doesn't matter it's the truth we a rent out there is 2 and a half lakhs Okay, and there is over the last six months the average revenue out there has been ninety five thousand. They expect us to pay two and a half lakhs of rent, uh, you know, and and when when you have revenue of ninety thousand, so revenue minus cogs, minus salary, minus electricity, minus all that. Okay, so now the numbers aside, I'm going to come to the meat of the point that uh, you know they basically said uh, our mall does not agree with. We said you know what we are not going to work on this. We are going to work on a revenue share. We don't mind paying for cash. uh you know but we are going to pay we are going to do revenue share and this is our proposal right they would come back and tell us uh, a mall management has rejected your offer you know it is not acceptable to us so you according to this contract you basically need to send us this money okay this has happened in multiple malls i would not just single them out uh, another mall vr mall in surat actually sent us a legal notice by some of the most reputed law firms azb partners okay azb partners okay Now there are two things you can do as an entrepreneur. Who I'm assuming all of us at the stage where we don't have millions of dollars and a legal team, uh, you know, to hire and fight it out, right? You can a uh, get untwisted and say, "Ar ab Bhagwan ho, ab jo bolay kar de," okay? Or you basically become armed with information and come up with an aggressive stand to protect your interests, right? And because I am who I am uh, and don't like taking shit down. i actually responded to azb's legal notice by myself okay like in legal terms you know and i cannot share that on this group but uh, you know uh, i have shared it with a lot of my friends uh, you know lawyers who who kind of did believe and said that that was a fairly good job done right but i'll tell you what was the meat of it there's a very simple thing that we as consumers whether you are signing any contract whether you are signing any kind of agreement right there is a theory of reciprocity right a section 52 of contract law says that you know if somebody charges you for something you are also they are also liable to give you the services which are tantamount right we basically caught the mall the moment they moved out of their ethical and moral compass and did not talk about covid did not talk about what our business is what it impacts us when they took the selfish stand and showed us ki contract mein ye likha hai theek hai hum log ne unko contract ka hi patti padhaya now i'll tell you what kya contract ka patti padhaya from day 1 because we had preempted the you know i would say the vulturous nature of all these people right we were tracking each and every day with photographs where the mall was actually either shut or the operations were not at full business hours when the mall sent us a contract ke aapka according to your contract you are supposed to pay abc money we responded with full legal fanfare that according to the contract according to section abcd whatever it was the contract says that you were supposed to allow us unhindered access to the mall premises from 11 am to 9 pm however basis of annexure a in this table we have basically over the last 9 months we have either worked at you know the mall has been open from either at half the time or has been shut on weekend or has basically had these xyz restrictions therefore by you restricting us access to the mall you have you have actually breached your contractual obligations which means that we are not liable for a single penny then 
if you think that we are liable for a penny there is a clause xyz which allows you to have arbitration under the arbitration clause let us go in front of a neutral arbiter and let them decide now this is called leverage and i'll tell you what has happened with that एजेडी का कभी रिस्पॉन्स आया नहीं कितना लाखों का लॉयर होगा फर्क नहीं पड़ता है जब ये रिस्पॉन्स डाला ना देर वॉज नो रिस्पॉन्स टू इट बिकॉज यू नो वॉट वी हैज द मोमेंट दे वेंट एंड साइटेड अ लॉ अ कॉन्ट्रैक्ट लॉ एंड वेन यू काइंड ऑफ रिस्पॉन्डेड देम आई एम नॉट अ लॉयर इट डज यू डोंट हैव टू बी अ लॉयर राइट यू काइंड ऑफ आर्ग्यूड ऑन अ सेंस बेसिस ऑफ एथिक्स एंड इफ द पर्सन डिराइडेड एथिक्स विच आर न्यूट्रल जज और एन आर्बिट्रो वुड सी राइट दैट वॉज पूरी दुनिया इधर इज बर्निंग ओके देर इज अ कंपनी वेर यू यू आर सपोज टू प्रोवाइड रेंटल यू नो बिजनेस स्मॉल सर्विसेज आप उसको बोल रहे हो कि आप लाखों का नुकसान करो वाइल यू वॉन्ट यूर कॉमन एरिया मेंटेनेंस एज वेल एज यू वॉन्ट टू चार्ज दम लाइसेंस नो प्रॉब्लम वी डिड नॉट इवन मैंशन कोविड वी डिड नॉट मैंशन दैट वो आर आर बिजनेस इज सो डाउन वी आर विक्टम ब्लैक 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 वी स्टक टू द कॉन्ट्रैक्ट जी सर आपने बोला ना यू आर साइटिंग अ कॉन्ट्रैक्ट ना आपके आपके कॉन्ट्रैक्ट में लिखा है दैट यू आर सपोज टू प्रोवाइड अस दिस सर्विस इन रेसिप्रोसिटी क्या आपने दिया है क्या नो आंसर हैज कम बैक टिल डेट सो व्हाट गाइस आई वांट टू लेट यू नो एंड आई एम नॉट सेइंग दैट वी हैव वन दिस और वी हैव नॉट वन दिस बट आई कैन अश्योर यू दैट आफ्टर दीज रिस्पॉन्सेज हैव गॉन हाउ ओवर अग्रेसिव द मॉल वॉज जो जितना बड़ा छाती फाड़ा था ऑल हैव कम बैक एंड स्टार्टेड टॉकिंग टू अस बिकॉज दे नो that tomorrow when this goes in front of a new neutral arbiter and it by the way that is part of every contract if you know you if you ever sign contracts as founders you will also have an arbitration clause you will basically notice that a neutral arbiter will see the sense in 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 in, in the ethics as well as the direction that you know that you are you, you are expecting one party to take all the losses and what is their size and what is your size right they are not going to agree to the mall management right and the mall management also knows that but they are trying to arm twist you so if you are not equipped okay with information which by the way in this case is your only leverage right you will be at the receiving end of constantly being exploited okay so i wanted to leave this last final thought uh, with you that anything you do in life whether you are negotiating always keep one form or the other of leverage in your stand because do not depend upon people's uh, ethics and moral compasses unfortunately i know it's a very uh, you know uh, i would say uh, not a very uh, you know rosy picture of the world but as as entrepreneurs who have not had the luxury of having millions of dollars to burn and given taking the shit that we have seen uh, over the last 7 years i can assure you that you be the best in terms of ethical conduct but always keep your leverage in mind it could even be a sales deal it could be an investor negotiation like what do you think when a company is being chased by three founders what is it i mean three investors it's leverage right the the founder says i've got two other term sheets what is that that is leverage right uh, same way uh, you know if you have basically uh, multiple service providers and you negotiate a discount when you say yaar mere ko do log aur de rahe it's a very simplistic form of leverage now we all experience that hum log sab karte but we don't consciously think about it in situations where you are at your push to the wall Okay, so I just uh, I hope uh, it's a little little bit of a heavy topic, and especially if you guys have not signed too many contracts, etc. Uh, but it was so important, and you know, it has it has it has really changed the trajectory for us in the sense that uh, we have been able to put a fighting stand with a with a case which most people are like, you're screwed. You know, your deposit is gone. Uh, you know, you'll either have to shell off lakhs or you're gone. Uh, we 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 did not. Uh, uh take that uh, exploitation and we are still fighting we have not won and it doesn't matter if we win or lose but i want to 
tell you that you always have some leverage make information your leverage and 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 you know use that in opportunities to safeguard and think about situations which uh, you know you might otherwise think uh, you are completely screwed so well i i, I think i am done i think i know we are out of time so i, I really hope that uh, these people process and leverage is is something that uh, you know uh, you guys sort of appreciate and and kind of keep in mind as in in building your journey